Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, ask questions, and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now, Taz and Paula. Are you ready for healing transformations? Right now, I'm hearing a big yes from all our listeners, and that includes Taz and I. So, we brought out this guy that has big guns. He's recognized globally as the healer's healer, and his ability to help even the most advanced healers positively transform what they might not have been able to do for themselves. Wow. Our guest, Emmanuel Degger, a well-known, he's well-known as an empowerment transformation specialist, a holistic health practitioner, teacher, coach, and intuitive. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Oh, Paula, this is such a relief. We need that guy with the big guns. <laughs> oh, Emmanuel Dagger has had the honor of co-creating amazing results with thousands of people around the world through his work. With a background in spiritual psychology combined with his natural intuitive abilities and having received a plethora of advanced certifications in holistic and alternative healing therapies, Emmanuel loves sharing it all with those who are available to receiving it. Emmanuel's exceptional skills have become highly sought after by people of all walks of life, including Fortune 500 companies and leading experts in the field of personal development. Emmanuel has the ability to to instantly pinpoint and release deeply rooted emotional blocks that calmly prevent people from living their highest potential. The idea is that when the emotional blocks are resolved, the body moves back into the state of homeostasis where it can easily heal itself. Paula, I think Emmanuel must be keeping one eye open permanently to all data coming in, and the other eye is closed so that he can rest. What do you think about that? (laughs) (laughs) You might be right, Tess. Um, He's certainly packed a lifetime of events into his few years. Emmanuel has also studied with visionaries, including Dr. Michael Beckwith. Uh, People can remember uh, Dr. Beckwith from the movie Secret, who is the founder of the Agape International and co-founder of the Association for Global New Thought. Emmanuel, we feel so lucky to have you with us, and thank you for taking time, and we welcome you. Thank you, Paula. Thank you, Taz. And uh, it's such an honor to be here. And also thank you to the audience who's tuning in and really committed to their well-being and and expansion. So thank you so much for having me. 
Wow, this is really exciting, Emmanuel. Why, why don't you start us out with where your journey began for you as a young child and then go on from there? Um, well, I, first of all, uh, thank you for that question. And I won't give you the long version. I'll give you the short version. Basically, um, just like everyone, we all go through experiences and seeming challenges that get us to where we are here today. So we all have a story, and mine began in the Middle East. I actually was born in um, Lebanon and overseas, and uh, it was during the height of the Civil War, so really coming into a very, very dense environment. Um, but always having this knowing deep within that it's not the end all, that something different was on the other side, and that if I just believed in myself and, and sort of allowed myself to see and, and trust that there's something greater than what was happening in front of me, then it would happen eventually. And that's sort of flash forward through a lot of experiences as a teenager, um, going through scoliosis, ISIS had a stuttering problem, um, really shy, uh, very scared of speaking and, and uh, sharing. So all of that was overcome by this trust and knowing that it, there was something far greater than what my mind was thinking itself to be, that there is this divine energy that, that is the universe, really, that is trying to expand and express itself through me. So I ended up moving out of the, my own way, through, you know, learning and, and studying and positive thinking and healing and, you know, all those things and observing and uh, being able to get to the point where I can just allow myself to be the instrument so that whatever needs to happen will happen for the highest good of all. So that's sort of the quick version. Um, you know, obviously you know what comes with a war and seeing everything and kids shouldn't see that and adults shouldn't see that and experience that. It just didn't make sense. But um, I always had this faith, uh, very unshakable faith that I, I was connected to something greater. And I know a lot of people who have their own stories, whether they've experienced um, childhood situations or, you know, as a young adult or whatnot, um, and they can relate, and I know that I needed to go through a very, very, very hard situation so that I can overcome it, so that I can show others and use it as a reference point to show them that if I can do it, they can do it. And that's the story of, of usually a, an empath or a healer. That's what happens. They, they, on some level, their spirit signs up for something that could be perceived as very hard, very challenging, so that they can overcome it, so that hopefully they can inspire and help others uh, overcome their their challenges. I know you do so many different things. Um, what actually, where was your starting point to help others? I mean, what did you start to do initially? Um, I think since I was really young, you know, I remember my mom and just observing her and just her trying to do the best that she could. And we were, actually, it's very funny, we were living in a convent uh, because that was the only sort of safe haven um, at the time, and I was the only boy in, in there. Um, and uh, because she happened to be um, a teacher, and so they took her on as a teacher there, so then, I, you know, she had a son, so I could go live with her. And so um, 
I remember her just being sad and, and crying and, you know, just because of the situation that was happening in the war. And what um, I remember was, ooh, how can I make her smile? How can I make her laugh? How can I um, inspire her in some way? So I'd put on little shows and performances and things like that just, just to make her feel better. And then eventually it started to expand and grow where I was doing that, um, you know, as a teenager, around 16, 17, I started um, studying diff- and, and apprenticing to different teachers and, and uh, healers. And uh, first and foremost, I was focused on the healing within myself because, you know, as a teen, I had developed scoliosis, which I believe was a big part of me sort of protecting myself, hiding, kind of twisting and turning within because of my, you know, first 10 years of my life were so hard. So um, when I was a teenager, I actually um, began searching and studying and and different techniques. There was, you know, theta healing, there was quantum touch, there was um, uh, just positive thinking, faith healing, all of these different things, uh, chiropractic, yoga, acupuncture, everything. But really, the biggest thing that was the biggest change for me was the different mindset. So not seeing myself as broken, but actually seeing myself as whole and complete and that my mind just happened to have forgotten. And now my purpose is, well, for with my healing, was to remind the mind to remember that I am whole, that it's that that there's a part of it that has never been hurt or harmed in any way, no matter how hard the circumstances seemed on the outside. So once I started really getting into that mindset and just really taking care of myself and, you know, adding some of these techniques and processes along the way, I was able to heal my scoliosis. I was able to heal um, my um, stuttering, although sometimes when I get excited it does come out and that's that's actually a confirmation for me that I'm excited so I'm not it's not something that I shy away from anymore and uh just being able to be that whole happy joyful self that I know was within me so I got myself to that point and when I was able to do that I use that as my my drive my motivator my reference point I love saying that because Sometimes the mind forgets, right? You you heal and then it's like, okay, it's been a year or two and you forget that maybe you had these certain things because the mind sort of uh, focuses on, you know, what's next. So I um, always, always make make it a point every day to just be so grateful for the blessings and how I was able to use that experiences, all those experiences from my past to get to where I'm at today so I can help others. And that's sort of uh, what I was able to take in to my clients, to my colleagues, and have been able to really help create some shifts for them as well. Hmm. (laughs) What I'm hearing is you're connecting to the perfect self. Yes, and a lot of people... That brings out a different word for me. I'm very comfortable with the word perfect, but I know listeners sometimes the word perfect, you know, because we try, we strive. Like there's a belief that you have to strive to be perfect or perfection, but that's not what it is. The, I, so I use usually words like wholeness, uh, completion, because that's 
that's the part of you that has never lost or been lacking in any way. It has always been complete. But to, to answer your question, um, it's the perfect self. But for those who may be, you know, I don't like that word, I would say wholeness or completion as well. That's interesting. Um, I have to go back and I too stuttered when I was excited as a young child. And every now and then I catch myself doing the same thing. <laughs> and oh, yeah. I have to laugh. Oh, my God. Um, in the the um, words I'm looking at and finding that when you do the inner work with others and when you did it with yourself, you said you found yourself dissolving an energetic veil created by the mind that kept you from seeing the truth of who maybe you, you, you or others were at first, or that's part of it. Can you describe that a little more? Because that's an interesting concept. Yeah. Um, well, just like many empaths and, and people who are sensitive, whether they're uh, aware of it or not, I can hear and feel and see and taste and touch. You know, things beyond are just our five senses, but I call it the inner seeing, the inner hearing, the inner feeling, like all of those. So some people, maybe they, they have more of a, of a inner, just one or the other, but I've always had this thing where it's, it's most of the senses, the inner senses I've been in really, really strong connection with. So when I describe the, the veil, I actually you know, actually see it and feel it and sense it. So I can see it as uh, piercing through colors. You know, when I when I really uh, come out of a space of meditation or, or relaxation, um, I can see auras and I can hear sounds and just feel energies that the person that I'm working with is, is sharing with me, their true self, their core self. So um, the way that I approach a healing is before I even start um, a session, before I even see the, the client, I actually make sure that I get into a meditative, meditative state so that I ask the I am presence, the universe, the higher self, source, whatever you want to call it. Some people call it God. So that energy allows me to move out of my own way and to see the perfection and the wholeness and the completion within that person before they even step into that vibration. I'm holding it. I'm, I'm uh, establishing that foundation. So literally when they do come to see me um, or we have a session you know, around the world, then um, they have already just stepped into that vibration and that alone they have one person that's holding that space of wholeness i see you i remember you they're already like 90 percent there now it's just about uncovering some of those identifications that people have sort of uh, bought into i'm not enough i'm lacking uh, you know i don't my, i don't have enough money in my bank account whatever all that stuff that is an illusion and when they step into it, they feel lightness, they feel ease and grace. And, and some people actually, it, it brings up certain things for them um, from childhood that they need to let go of. And it's just miraculous. It's almost like them really doing the work, and I'm just sort of holding the space. And then, you know, of course, using the techniques that we, we learn and we study um, so that, that the most beneficial, most complete healing can happen for them. But for me, the veil is an illusion. It's, it's not, it doesn't really exist. So when you choose to see 
a sunrise and actually see it for what it is, that it's this magical gift that the, the universe has blessed you with, which you are the universe, that you have blessed yourself with, so that you can experience the gift of sight, sound, taste, touch, smell in the way that's showing up as this beautiful sunrise or sunset. It can also be you know, um, spending time with your girlfriends and, and uh, drinking your tea and laughing and, and sharing stories. Being in that moment and acknowledging and seeing the sounds, the textures, the colors, the you know all of that, and bypassing some of the um, mind chatter that goes within our our head, and actually seeing what's really happening, the magic of it all. Um, that's that's what I believe really piercing through the veil is. It's not just necessarily seeing auras or colors and things like that, although um, that is a part of it. It's just being fully present and being here and now enough to recognize the magic of it all. So can you actually, you can actually feel the shift within the group because I became familiar with you through the monthly newsletters at first uh-huh. and the, the free healing sessions that you you did and then it grew from there. And um, so when you're with an entire um, session with, people then you actually probably feel these energies mm-hmm. moving about is that yeah. is that so yeah absolutely the group usually guides it i'm just just so grateful to be a vessel to be the mirror of the group that's that's all that it is to share it to re um reiterate it in a way that is very easy and digestible for people so this is like a quantum leap <laughs> this is <laughs> it is <laughs> yeah it is what does the group almost sounds like the group almost um, becomes its own personality as a group? Mm. Yeah. Well, we are all one. So. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> so you do different sessions. Um, could you explain some of them that that you do? Um, well, the main one that I work with is called Core Energy Therapy, and that's the one where we are able to really dig in and, and release a lot of the, the deeply rooted blockages. Sometimes it's past lives, sometimes it's just experiences that we've acquired in this lifetime, um, sometimes it's ancestral, all of that. So what we do is we really are able to go to that zero-point field. It's that space of infinite possibility, um, and I you know, when I connect with the group or a person or a client, whatever, um, we are able to instantly um, allow them to enter the space of the infinite possibility. You know, people call this, again, the source of all that is, creator energy, God source energy, whatever you want to call it. Um, But I call it the I am, the great I am within each of us, uh, because we are all expressions of that, and it makes it about... Um, uh, the oneness rather than separating that idea that, you know, it's outside of us. So um, once we enter this space of the, the zero-point field, then, you know, the the energy of that person or the group will sort of start sharing, okay, well, um, I'm, I'm having a little bit of struggle around this or I need to let go of this and that. So then... Whatever needs to come up, we release it through different uh, uh, through a different series of questions that I ask, and just 
ask them, would you like this, would you like that? And because we are in that zero-point field, because we've established that oneness, that connection with each other, um, then they are able to uh, actually release a lot of those blocks and actually open themselves up to newer insights and ideas and, and ways of, of being that will serve them and is more in alignment with their highest and greatest good. And that's why it's just really powerful. And again, before we even do that, we see them as whole and complete. I think anyone who's a healer that's listening right now, anyone who is a teacher who does this type of work, no matter what, uh, psychic, intuitive, always hold the space before you actually begin um, your session. Always hold the space that they are already whole, complete, and divine. And that is what a lot of those uh, sages before us were able to do, like, you know, um, uh, Kuan Yin, Buddha, Jesus, like all the, that's what they were able to do to create those blessings and miracles for people. So do you suggest that, because uh, I know you have other sessions that you do, would you suggest for someone to do the core energy therapy before doing another type of session? Or can you just jump into another? Um, yeah, and you know, to be honest, I'm going to be really be honest, you know, I'm trying to slowly move out of one-on-ones and do more group because I have about a six-month waiting list right now, and I say that humbly, but I just, I prefer doing group events, so I usually use that, and I also add a lot of different techniques and different processes within. I just sort of see what is needed, and it doesn't have to have a name. It doesn't have to have a specific structure around it because that sort of limits it. But I, so, so all those things that you're reading on my website right now, all those um, sessions, what those are are just different modalities that we can just tap into at any time so that we have more of a, a, a variety as opposed to just being fixed to one specific thing. So I would say, yes, core energy therapy is what we would use most of the time. And it's a combination. It's using applied quantum physics. It's using the theta healing uh, some techniques from there. It's using quantum um, touch. It's using uh, matrix energetics. It's, I mean, it's all these different things, and then spiritual psychology um, and all of that. Would you actually like to try a little bit of that right now? Would you like to do a little bit of a healing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay, so I'm just going to invite you both, and everyone li- listening right now is just to Get comfortable, find a space where you're not going to get disturbed, and if you're at work or somewhere where you can't, you know, maybe you can listen to the recording later, Um, but I just invite you to just take a nice deep breath in through your nose, filling up with oxygen, with life force energy, knowing that the universe is fully here supporting you and has always been supporting you, and just exhale any thoughts, concerns of the day, just release it with the out-breath letting yourself sink into that chair, that bed, that couch that you're on. Let yourself sink into it. Let that object support you, lift you up. Letting your fingers just relax, your toes, your your legs, your body, your hair strands, your eyebrows, your jaw, completely letting go, relaxing into that object. Go ahead and take a deep breath in. And gently release. feeling yourself relaxing. And if any thoughts, concerns come up, just see them 
like these puffy white clouds on a beautiful sunny day just pass you by quickly. And let's take another deep breath in. And gently release. And let's set the intention that whatever insights, expansion, healing, miracles, blessings that is going to unfold from this time that we co-create together, that you receive it in the highest and best way for you. If you would like that, just affirm, and so it is. And so it is. Go ahead and take a deep breath in. And release. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for your permission to connect with your energy, everyone who's tuning in, and everyone who listens to the recordings as well. I'm going to ask that your energy be placed already here because it's, you know, it's a divine appointment. Whoever hears this will hear it. And so your energy is already with us. And so I'm going to ask for your permission to connect with your energy so we can let the collective group energy sort of guide what needs to unfold right now. And um, also... Just make sure if you feel different sensations, some people smell flowers, some people feel relaxed, um, some people's minds go into overdrive, some people feel buzzing in their hands, some people feel heat. So however it is for you, some people feel nothing. So whatever it is for you, just know that it's divinely perfect for you. You are creating this for yourself as a confirmation that shifts and expansion is happening. Um, and if and really it's not about that. It, to me, it's more about what starts to unfold for you as the coming hours, days, weeks, months ahead, that th- it's going to be a gentle integration for you of the healing and the transformation. So the first question is, do I have your permission to connect with your energy? If so, just say yes and give me one moment to connect. Yes. Okay, so the first thing that's really wanting to come through is embracing change and being more flexible and fluid in our way of thinking and the way that we move physically and the way that we present ourselves to the world. Because right now, we are really, really being um, guided and sort of invited to be more flexible and to embrace change because there's so much change happening. Think about just... Five years ago, a year ago, six months ago, how much you're changing. I mean, the past two months alone have been such an expansion. A lot of difficulty, challenges for a lot of people. But again, a lot of that is because we are being invited to be more flexible and go with the flow. And if we get into this space, then when things come up, it becomes much more easy to overcome them and to actually align with more of that joy, that fulfillment, that Uh, wisdom, the expansion that we are, that is always within us. So what I want to do is for any time, any place that you may have resisted change, where you saw it as something that's bad, something that is hard, that has to be challenging, can we have the I am presence within you 
remind you of what really was happening instead of what your mind may have thought was happening, show you what really was happening from that universal perspective, and give that to you so that you don't have to keep recreating those belief systems, the resistance to change. If you want that, say yes. Yes. Good. Go ahead and take a deep breath in and make sure all the audience, everyone, hopefully you're saying yes to if you hear something you would like. And just exhale. Very good. Can we have that I am presence within you? Um, Show you all the blessings, the gifts, the teachings that you were meant to learn from those patterns of resistance to change, of fear around change, not embracing change. Can we show you all the gifts from those experiences now? Good, and just make sure if you wanted that to say yes. Take a deep breath in. And release. Any trauma that you're carrying in your body, a lot of people who um, are sometimes people who we could perceive to be overweight or whatnot. It's basically usually armor. They're trying to protect themselves in some way because they've had so much hardship or whatnot. It's not always the case with with someone who may be um, more uh, carrying more weight than they would like to. But um, for the most part, usually it's some type of armor, some type of protection. And usually the big thing is protection from something that... uh, Um, it's like a fear of the unknown, fear of uh, losing something, fear of failure, fear of of success, anything of that nature. And a lot of that comes with this idea, oh, I don't know if change is good. I think it's it's not uh, something that that I'm used to because the mind is not used to it. So can we go ahead and heal any trauma that we've been carrying, identifying ourselves with from the past, from past lives, from the present, um, projections into the future that we've had around the fear of change? Can we go ahead and do that? Yes. Can we show you in your mind how much more you will expand, how much more you will grow, that it's not losing, that the mind is not losing anything by letting go of this trauma, but it's actually gaining so much more, so much more richness and and fulfillment and excitement and joy and love when it lets go of this identity of the trauma. Can we go ahead and do that? Yes. Any responsibilities, oaths, contracts, vows, obligations that we have taken on, whether it's to continue um, traditions for our ancestors, to uh, be feeling responsible that we have to continue their fear or their lack mentality or whatnot, can we go ahead and ask the I Am Presence within each of us to remove, resolve all of that from its first point of conception, whichever lifetime that came up, and clear that once and for all for you? If you want that, say yes. 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 Can we show you who you are outside of those vows, obligations, oaths, contracts, any guilt for letting them go because your ancestors may have suffered so, oh, well, I guess I have to too. Can we clear that and show you that your ancestors want you to thrive, want you to be happy, want you to remember who you are because by doing that, you are reminding them of who they are and making it all worth it. Can we go ahead and do that? Of course. Good. Take a deep breath in. 
and release any other excuses, resistance, hesitations, blocks, patterns that the mind may be creating that's keeping you from embracing change and embracing the shifts that are unfolding for you, embracing being fluid and flexible. Can we clear all of those blocks now? Yes. Can we show you and your mind that it's safe to be flexible and fluid, that you will have and gain so much more when you do? Yes. Yes. Can we ask the I am presence within you to start making it more so that it's your default setting to be fluid and flexible emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, and every other way? Can we go ahead and do that? Yes. Very good. Take a deep breath in and release. Can we show you that it's safe to be flexible and fluid in all these aspects of yourself, mind, body, energy? Can we show you that it's safe and show you how to move into that direction and know what will happen when you do? Yes. Can we show you that change is good? Yes. Can we download you with what it feels like, looks like, tastes like, smells like, sounds like, to know that change is good in your reality? Mm, I'm ready. And if you find your mind resisting, because the mind is a creature of habit, so it's just going to take a little bit of time. You know, a lot of, uh, often we put so much pressure on ourselves to shift and have positive thinking and all this stuff. But sometimes it just has to be an, a, a little process. So can we show you, if you find yourself in those energies, how to understand that it's okay, that it's normal, that it's, that it's part of the human experience to go through those experiences that may not be feeling good, show you how to embrace that so that you can move out of it quickly back into being able to be fluid and flexible and embracing change once again. Would you like that? Yes. Yes. Very good. Go ahead and stretch your arms up above your head as high as they can go, wiggling your fingers to the sky. Wiggle, 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 wiggle. Good. You may have a tendency to yawn. That's just the energy moving through. Arms wide open, palms facing up. Repeat after me. I give myself full permission. I give myself full permission. To receive this healing or something greater. To receive this healing or something greater. Starting now. Starting now. And so it is. And so So it is. Now bring in your arms like you're bringing in, you're stooping in all those energetic blessings, whether they are seen or unseen at this point, it doesn't matter, but just bring them in all those blessings and just place them in your heart and place your hands over your heart and just feel gratitude because out of 7 billion plus people in the world, we have divinely been guided to connect with each other and be in this space, in this unique configuration at this time to experience this transformation. How blessed are we? How thankful are we? Thank you, universe. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Just feeling that joy and that gratitude rising up because what we are grateful for expands and grows. Go ahead and take another deep breath in and release and just relax shake it out for me shake your arms your fingers your toes getting back into your body 
relax, go ahead and take a deep breath in, opening your eyes, getting back into your room, and just look around you, the colors, the shapes, the textures, the sounds, the fragrances, just getting into your five senses now, fully here, fully present. We are so thankful. We are so grateful. Go ahead and take another deep breath in. And release. And just please make sure you're well hydrated because we did run a lot of energy through today. Make sure you're well hydrated for the rest of the day or whenever you listen to this um, recording, you can do that as well. Make sure you're well hydrated. It will be equally as effective. We also had the com- uh, the combination of group consciousness, so that enhanced the, the healing because we had, when we have two or more gathered, it just becomes uh, more uh, powerful. And so know that. And also, I would highly recommend to keep a little blessings journal it, it takes it further than a gratitude journal because not only are you grateful when you recognize your blessings, you are also acknowledging to the universe that I see you. I acknowledge you. I know I am blessed. So it's in that recognition you take it a step further. So keep a little blessings journal, little insights, intuitive feelings that you get, um, opportunities that come up. Maybe it's a new job. Maybe it's you're more flexible. You have more energy. Just keep track of that and keep it in your blessings journal. That will help you expand more of those experiences in your life. So it's been such an honor uh, for me to co-create this session with all of you. Thank you so much. And now you want us to talk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, you this have is a going book. To... Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Paula. Go ahead. This is going to be a show that people will play over and over again, I am sure. Oh, yeah. That's a Thank you so much, Emmanuel. You're so welcome. It's my pleasure. Well, you have a book out. It's called Easy Breezy Miracle. Can you tell us about your book? (laughs) Yes, yes. Um, Thank you so much again for giving me this opportunity uh, to facilitate the session. Um, So Easy Breezy Miracle is... I'm so excited because, you know, I was always looking for a book that was very simple. I I don't, I love books that can be very philosophical and very deep and profound, and I I do enjoy that, but there's something to be said about simplicity. So I was was searching for a book that actually taught me how to connect with the energy of being blessed more, of miracles, uh, and whatever that means, it's, it's a different meaning for everyone, but just being in alignment. So I was searching, 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 couldn't find it. And there was long, you know, drawn out versions of it, or there was a lot of books that sort of were more like testimonials. So I wasn't finding the book that I wanted. So then I got the guidance, well, why not just write it? So I ended up writing Easy Breezy Miracle, and it's a it's a powerful guide um, that really helps people create that highest vision of their life. It's like whatever it is that you seek in your life, and it's a very simple yet powerful um, book that you can either read in one sitting, or if you just want to open it up, it's one of those books you open it up and you see, you know, ask the universe before you open it up, what do I need to know today, and then you'll you know, maybe one chapter, one page or whatnot, it'll give you a process that you can do that day to create more miracles in your life. So that's sort of how it came about. And really, 
defining what a miracle is, I sort of explain that in the book um, a very simplistic way rather than it being this, you know, in the, de- in the dictionary they talk about miracles being something that are very untouchable, very um, out of this, the norm, out of the world, you know, all these things. So it becomes almost unattainable for us to have, especially in the collective, we have this mindset that miracles are just, can't happen for me. So what this book is, it completely shifts out of that way of being and thinking and into the idea that miracles are happening for me always. It's just about me being able to notice them and recognize them. And so that's sort of what we talk about. And then I go through five different foundations um, and the, uh, I'll go through those. So the first one is you know, self-love and acceptance and how that can help you create a miraculous life. Then releasing attachments. You know, A lot of people, especially in the law of attraction, they, they really talk about focus on the specifics and, and really be detailed. Well, yeah, that's great. You can visualize and see things, but when we put so much pressure on the specifics, then we block ourselves from getting what it is that we are seeking. So there's a chapter that talks about how we can release um, attachments. The other one is being present, and we sort of talked a little bit about that today, but understanding that it's in the present moment that we are at our most powerful. Have you ever felt um, in that space of, of, oh my gosh, today just is an amazing day. Everything is flowing. Everything is just easy and graceful, it's usually because we're not overthinking and analyzing about the past and fearing the future. It's usually because we are here, we are now. So the book will talk a little bit about that and ways to get into the present moment. And then um, Miracle Foundation 4 is about circulation. So we talk a little bit about you know the whole idea of giving and receiving and how that opens us up to miracles. And then um, using our imagination, which you know a lot of times as kids we are urged to do, but as we get older we are mm, it's kind of childish. It's silly to use your imagination, but think about it. Some of the greatest greatest inventors and authors and you know artists had to be the most imaginative people because they were able to manifest from the invisible to the visible. So what makes you different? Nothing. So you have that gift as well. So when you give yourself permission to use your full imagination, then you're going to allow yourself to um, create more of that reality that you want. But again, not being tied to the specifics, so using your imagination at the same time being uh, releasing the attachments, being present, you know, love, self-love, and, and all of that is going to be a, a win-win combination to creating miracles. Well, to me, life is like magic. And it is. Can, yes. And when, it's, and when you play in that magic, it's so much fun. My favorite quote by Albert Einstein, and I'm paraphrasing because it's you know not on the top of my head, but it's the whole th- idea that you know there's two ways you can look at life. One is though nothing is a miracle, and one is though everything is a miracle. So think about that. You know, when a child is born, if imagine if a child could actually speak and and communicate as like an adult could right when it comes out of the the mom. And can you imagine what they would say? Oh, my God, look at these colors. Oh, my God, look at these shapes. Have you ever seen a baby and you just do, you know, put some colors in front of it and it's like (laughs) literally entertained for hours? So that's what it's all about. So if we have that 
awareness and that reminder, oh my gosh, life is a miracle. Everything, the, the colors, the shapes, the, the sizes, the, the textures, the fragrances, the feelings, all these things, it's miraculous. Then everything becomes miraculous and then we open ourselves up to more of those desired experiences that we'd like to have. And really, it's, it's a shift in, way, in a way of being and, and being in our mind, but be gentle with yourself. It's not something that can happen overnight, although some people it can, but uh, um, you know, for some people who, are, who have been taught to be very intellect-based and very smart, and you know our schools, um, a lot of them, and hopefully we're going to move out of that, are so, so um, insistent on being in the mind. They're not putting us in our heart. But if we integrate more things that are art-based and creative ba- creativity and um, uh, kindness and, and doing um, volunteering, all those things will help us move into the heart and become more available to the miracles instead of blocking them by always being so in the head. Mm-hmm. So you're a, a medical intuitive also, and... Do you work with the physical body the way um, we were just working right now? Um, no, that's a little different. So um, if we were to do healing and, and things like that, we would apply some of that. But usually a medical intuitive is, is a reader, is someone who reads energy from the body. So let's say someone is experiencing an, an imbalance or a seeming um, block what we do is I would provide them with the information of what's going on because every physical imbalance, and you see I'm not saying issue or, or you know, uh, things like that because that's going to pro- prolong it, but it's just an imbalance. So every seeming imbalance is just um, an emotional root cause. It has an emotional root cause that needs to be balanced. And once we balance that, and then, of course, you know, taking care of ourselves, whether it's resting, whether it's eating well, you know, all that stuff, um, that will contribute to it as well. And so a medical intuitive would provide someone with all of that information. Um, so they do have to have like a nutrition background. Well, I, I think so because um, you want to, you know, be, be in, with integrity when you're sharing things with people. But um, um, at the same time, you know, you give them an energetic reading about what's going on and, uh then they can apply that in their life and do a few adjustments. And I've seen miracles happen just from the feedback that they get. But you know what? Some people, sometimes they, they think they want to heal, but they don't really want to heal because they don't want to do the work. So then you just have to honor their process until they're ready. Hmm. So do you release, you release emotional blocks and then that helps? You give them the understanding of what the emotional okay. root block is so that or the what's going on underneath. So for example, um can you give me someone that you know that's going through something and then we can just if if you think it's it's a uh, um okay to connect with their energy or maybe one of you, then I can um check and see what's going on there. Well, it could be my back. Well, I just broke okay. my foot and got out of a cast. So then, because I was in a cast and in a, in a awkward way of walking, and now it's gone into the pain's gone into my back. What was happening during the time of your foot? Like what 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 was going on that caused that? 
I was in the uh, started going into the ocean in Hawaii, and I got hit by a wave, and uh-huh. I was slammed against a rock. Okay, and um, had have you had any situations with that specific foot in the past? Like yes, yes. The, okay, tell me what what happened. I was a teenager. So tell me and what And I I found out my my father was having an affair. Mm-hmm. That was the same time. Okay. And um, just check in with yourself. Do you feel at all any little tiny triggers whatsoever still about that or no? Do you feel like you've completely healed it and resolved it? I believe I have healed and resolved it. Okay. So, So when you experienced that as a child, do you feel like... Um, did it bring some insecurities? Did you did it you know trigger some things within you? Um, I was asked not to tell my mother, so there was this like a guilt complex. I mean, a guilt from it. I was holding my father's guilt. Okay, and have you released that now? Yes. Okay. Um, so these are questions, you know, it's it's kind of like uh, doing an energetic checkup, right? So we're seeing, you know, what's going on, what's going on here. And um, so now, um, do you feel that um, after that situation with, with finding out about your dad and stuff, um, do you feel that your vibration, your energy shifted? After my, this current... No, when you were a child, a teenager. Um, I think I just put it up on the shelf and um, didn't want to deal with it. I mean, I just thought I just put it up on the shelf for a long time, a long period of time. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to share with you what the feet have to do with. And then you're going to tell me what's going on, okay? So the feet, obviously, it's all about grounding. It's being in in here. But also, when I see things going on in the feet, um, it's usually about insecurities. And it's also about um, this energy uh, of of holding some kind of um, insecurity in a certain part of the body that is... um, you know, and it for you just happens to be in the feet. Now, there's also a pressure that happens because feet is about putting pressure on, you know, it's like your whole body putting pressure on the feet so that they can move and go and, and walk. So um, it's about putting pressure on yourself. So a lot of times it's a pressure to um, be a certain way, to, to maybe hide things like you said earlier, um, you know, uh, sort of showing up in a certain way in the world that... Uh, um, is uh, maybe not fully being the true authentic you. So that's sort of what comes up about that. It's also a little bit of neglect um, of giving one's attention to where one is fully present. So it's usually kind of spacing out, kind of going into like a, a almost not, not like daydreaming, but sort of going somewhere else. They're not here. Um, so if you are experiencing it again, maybe on some level there was a part of you that was not fully here. It was 
somewhere else maybe um, so that could have been one thing so the thing that I would share with you is to remember uh, that security comes from repeated mental connection to your body to your mind to your spirit um, and acknowledging that the universe is it's, it's in every cell of your being it's, it's you so there's nothing that is never secure even though the mind will try to convince you otherwise learn something new every day um, that can help you feel inspired, expansive, and that will help you move that situation along um, so that the, heel, the foot will heal much more quickly. And so now the back, um, I think uh, mostly, is it the lower back? Yes. Okay. Um, so I think that's just a side effect of the foot situation. I'm not really sensing that it's... Uh, it's something that was caused, uh, uh, you know, emotionally for the back. So I think if you get yourself grounded, present, not sort of um, uh, head in the clouds, uh, and I'm sure you've probably gotten in a much better place with that now, but it just may have happened that during that time where you were in Hawaii that that could have been going on because it is a very high energy there. So um, it's just about being present, grounded here, um, allowing yourself to, to uh, be in the now is going to be a very, very healing um, experience, and it's going to move it a lot more quickly. Okay. Yeah, because when with the higher energy in Hawaii, I was, I was like soaking it all up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's good you know, stuff. Enjoying. Good stuff. Yeah. But okay. at the same time, we have to be grounded. At this, it's right. very, very important. So, well, thank you. Yeah. Beautiful. Emmanuel, when you're talking about that, would that go for anyone who had any kind of um, physical issues, staying grounded in the moment and um, being able to to go forward on what they're doing? This, I mean, is that, you know, in a joyful way type of thing? I mean, I, what are you looking at is when you're saying that? Because it sounds like that maybe that could for our listeners too, you know, if you're... Um, Yeah, it could be different for everyone. But again, um, being ungrounded could be different for everyone. Some people don't manifest it physically. Some people manifest it as being um, a little bit flaky. They're not fully, uh, you know, they're not on time. So it's different for everyone, you know. So what I would say is if there's something specific going on physically for people, then that's what I would want to look at because I wouldn't want to generalize that everyone has foot problems or issues, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. So um, uh, uh, grounding, that would that go for the whole leg? I mean, like the knee, hip, I mean, is that all into the grounding aspect? Um, it could be, but there are different things with the knee. Yeah. So the knee is about refusing to um, really cooperate with some of the higher insights and guidance that you receive. So it's really about kind of not fully trusting your intuition being in the heart. It's actually being a little bit over in the mind section too much, and we talked about it a little earlier. So the knees are, and it sounds interesting that you'd like, oh, that doesn't sound like it would have anything to do with it, but it's more about um, uh, not listening to your intuition and actually uh, going you know, resisting it, so not going with it, sort of holding yourself back from fulfilling your desires, sort of thinking that you're incapable of 
really being um, and fulfilling your desires. So that's what I would see if it's in the knees. So what would be the opposite of that? So the remedy is, you know, be committed to uh, trusting your intuition, developing your intuition, listening to it, honoring it, um, join um, support systems and groups and things like that that can help you um, express your your gifts, your talents, because you've been holding yourself back, so we don't want to do that anymore. Um, believe in yourself. Uh, re- release the idea that you're lacking in any way. Focus on things that uh, that you are b- amazing at, you know, and then and expand on that. Because when you are holding yourself back, you know, that's going to really create a lot of different imbalances in the body. And it's really one of the biggest ones that it starts with is the knees. Wow. Oh, let's tell people who we're talking with. We're talking with Emmanuel Dagger, and uh, your website is EmmanuelDagger.com, and that's Emmanuel, E-M-M-A-N-U-E-L, and the last name is Dagger, and it's D-A-G-H-E-R.com. Yep. You have so much on your website. Uh, It is just incredibly fun <laughs> and you, you and have her, music and everything to be able to share oh, with people yeah and you know i'm actually offering a free gift um so anyone who goes over there right now to emmanueldagger.com um what happens is they can um receive a free gift uh releasing self-sabotage so if you're feeling like sometimes you know you're feeling stuck you're you're holding yourself back. Why are things not moving forward for you? Um, it's an hour-long healing se- uh, session uh, recording that is going to cover a lot of the most common uh, blocks that people usually have around creating um, you know, more of their desires, that it, things that are sort of holding them back, having some of that sabotage that they're creating for themselves. So it kind of moves us out of that and into more of the things that we want. So that's actually a gift I wanted to... Um, offer anyone who comes to my website. So if they do that, um, they will receive that as well. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. Wow, that's exciting, huh? Yes, yes. Everybody should jump on that. That's something can't pass. <laughs> now, on the therapeutic music, is this some of the music you've developed yourself? Yeah, um, yeah. Talk a little bit about that. Um, so I love working with sound frequencies and uh, the 528 hertz frequency. And there's this thing called solfeggio scale, where, which is there's notes in between the notes that, you know, Western cultures, they don't use, but a lot of Middle Eastern cultures used to use and they still use. And um, so there's these notes, these tones that vibrate at different frequencies. And the 528 frequency is also known as the love frequency and it actually operates at the heart level so when you hear it it actually opens the heart and allows you to be more in the flow more loving more kind more compassionate so all the music works with that and i also have different protocols for each um song that i've created um that sort of has some of the healing work that we did earlier really really at below the threshold of sound but i have it placed in there so that they can receive the specific healing around each subject. We have one around abundance, about health, all of that. So, and it's all done in a very 
pop, fun, upbeat, you know, joyful way. Uh, so it ne- doesn't necessarily have to be. I love meditation music. I love spa music and relaxing music. But I think there needs to be a variety. And I wanted to create something that is more mainstream. People who um, not necessarily into meditation music, but they would really like to have the benefits of what a lot of that stuff does. Um, and healing and transformation in a very fun way. So that's how that came about. For the 528 hertz frequency, yay! (laughs) Well, our time is up. I mean, this hour has gone by so fast. Fully packed. Everything that you've done today and you've been doing. Uh Thank you. Oh, yes. Thank you you for being a... Thank you for being such an instrument of love and peace and upliftment for humanity. That it it all gives us a tremendous encouragement to support others as well. And you are well, so I wanna, incredible. I want to thank thank you so much. I I fully receive that humbly, and um, I know sometimes I I get so shy I don't want to hear it. But thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I uh, I feel the same about you. You know, you've been doing. You guys have been doing this for so long, and and have been inspiring so many people. So I just want to honor you and thank you both for for all the light and love that you're sharing in the world. God bless. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you, Emmanuel. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.